Back gamers to another episode of Power Gamers Podcast. This is episode seven, and I'm one of your hosts, Mike, the Red Power Gamer. And this is your second host, Rami, the Black Power Gamer. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and kick it into Alpha 5's A list. And first on the list, we have uh, an article about net neutrality. I'll let you take this one, Rami. All right. So um, this is extremely huge news. Um, as anybody who's been following this issue, as they should. Um, knows so um, Polygon noted um, that FCC has approved has approved uh, net neutrality rules to protect the internet. Um, basically, um, any there are com- you know a significant uh, number of cable companies that were trying to be, uh, you know get certain things um, to their advantage when it comes to um, the, the internet. So the rules that the FCC has approved are such that those companies that wish to exert more authority than they should be allowed to have when it comes to data management and you know controlling what websites uh, users um, you know their customers uh, use at their own discretion and uh, you know freedom um, they will not be allowed to you know part- you know take those measures to basically censor their uh, customers from what they want to view Okay, so um, I'm, I know I'm, I'm guilty of not knowing about as much about this as I should, but um, so isn't this similar to how Comcast limits the data speeds of or the throughput or bandwidth of Netflix without Netflix paying them more money? Yes, that's that's part of it. Okay. Um, so let's we could kind of talk about this in terms of say uh, three uh, basic uh, rules. Mm-hmm. that guarantee uh you know net neutrality and this is what we want so no blocking right so okay. basically broadband broadband providers may not block access to legal content applications services or non harmful devices so that's one aspect the second aspect which is what you were referring to uh mm-hmm. not no throttling of any kind nice so broad, okay, so broadband providers have no le- legitimate right they have no right to impair or degrade Lawful internet traffic on the basis of content, applications, services, or non-harmful devices. Okay, okay. And the third is no paid prioritiz- uh, prioritization. So broadband providers, basically, they cannot favor some quote-unquote, you know, they can't favor what is considered lawful internet traffic over mm-hmm. other lawful internet traffic in exchange for consideration of any kind. So basically no fast lanes. It's not like if you go to these websites, which we prefer, you're able to, you have basically better speeds. And if you go to these websites, which we don't approve of, um, you're, you know, you're, you will not have priority. I got you. I got you. Okay. This doesn't do anything for, um, let me think, uh, data caps. Like with Comcast, we have a 300 gigabyte data cap. This doesn't do anything with that though, does it? No, it's, it's not related to data, data caps, but for example, um, when it comes to, uh, let's say, like, I have 4G LTE um, for AT&T. Mm-hmm. And so there's, um, you know, a certain, you know, I have, like, under my plan, I have unlimited data. Right. But un- unlimited, 
means basically until they decide that I, I ha- you know, I've used enough. And then once I reach a certain amount... Yeah, there's like they have like a soft cap, like four or five gigs, whatever. Exactly. It is. After that, it's going to be like significantly slower. Mm-hmm. However, this is that's not included. They can still do that, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but this is saying that you know, on the basis of content, okay. applications or services that they cannot throttle me. They cannot say you know you paid for you know unlimited unlimited four uh, G, right? And we're going to basically cut you off because you are accessing particular content which we deem uh not uh acceptable so or or what have you um so this is this is what net neutrality is seeking to uh, prevent and it seems you know it it, uh in a three to two vote the fcc enacted this and it's kind of scary that it wasn't five five zero it should have been right like very basic frankly this is fundamental and you know we kind of alluded to this um, a couple weeks back, we discussed um, this issue about information sharing by uh, major companies, right? Right, um, right. You know, Sony and Microsoft included, um, and a bunch of others, Apple and and what have you. Um, we, we had mentioned uh, a couple of them. And this is, you know, kind of along the same lines as that, where, um, you know, it's just these types of uh, kind of questionable um you know, kind of advances to uh, cutting off or otherwise stifling um, free expression and information exchange. I mean, that's what create. That's what makes productivity possible on the internet. Any any time that you have censorship over information that is otherwise not, you know, if you disagree about something, that's completely that's one thing. Disagreeing doesn't mean um, not allowing it to be uh, said or uh, expressed or you know along these lines, right? Right, you're basically refusing to let Comcast or AT&T um, do as they please with with the internet um, to suit their needs, which I think is always, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great thing any way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, according to, um, you know, President Obama, he says that he's reiterated the necessity of net neutrality in November. So, um, you know, that's that's good. And he's pushed the FCC to implement these kinds of regulations, Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, um, it's good that that has gone through. Um, this is, you know, we'll, we'll um, there, there's, uh, of course, Verizon and, uh, uh, Comcast condemned the FCC's decision. Well, you yeah, know, I mean, cause they, they, they want to be able to charge more money to do. Yeah, that exactly. I mean, these are the, uh, the big bad, uh, wolves, you know, of the internet. Um, right. so, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's good that they were not able to, uh, to do that, you know, and um, get their way, basically. So, yeah, you know, every, everything everything worked out in the end with regard to this. So, we'll um, we'll see if any developments occur. But um, it's uh, a win for uh, for the free internet. Okay, we'll mark that one down in our books. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the uh, the next item on the list we have here. Um, something new that uh, Bungie released the Destiny the Companion app, which I oh man, I've put. I'm going to say about 80 hours into Destiny, which is more than I put in many games, most games for that matter. And um, from my understanding, this app will allow you to, well, actually, let me me take a step back. You basically can have um, several different character slots, up to three character slots, if I remember correctly. And um, you can only trade in-game between your characters. You can't trade with other players' characters, Mm -hmm. which is kind of dumb. Um, but I well, you can't trade between characters, like if you and uh, no, you and somebody else. No, you can only trade between your own characters. 
That's super lame. Right. <laughs> so it's I mean, like, wasn't, eh. wasn't the principle of the game supposed to be kind of like FPS slash MMO style? You know, Minus have, most of the MMO mechanics that make y- MMOs MMOs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's their thing. Is they're like, well, we want you to earn it yourself. I'm like, well, then why am I playing with other people? I mean, yeah. why am I being forced to play with other people? Then? Yeah, kind of the social element is uh, lost, you know, when it comes to that. It definitely it kind of cuts or takes the rug out from under uh, that argument. But um, this app, the companion app, which they've had for a while, um, allowed you to go and look at your information, your character, your stats, stuff like that. Apparently now the app will allow you to go in and move items between your inventory and switch out different guns and whatnot, which, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. It's uh, definitely something new. Different feature, uh, new features are always nice. But I, I mean, I would almost rather them focus on making the game better <laughs> instead of making new ways for you to uh, move items. Because I mean, if you're in game, you'd have to log out of one character, log into the other character, move items around. It's a little inconvenient. Um, but still, um, with many issues that Destiny has, I think this is probably one of the uh, smaller problems that they didn't need to worry about fixing as much. But I'm sure right. they've got hundreds and hundreds of developers and they have to find something for all of them to do right so i mean would you say it's kind of like misappropriated resources like instead of the time being used for this app it could be it could be basically time better spent would you say you know that's a hard argument to make because um they already had an app and i'm not sure i mean this may have been as easy as adding a few lines of code not really sure any time at all Sure. But, I mean, if they spent months and months and months doing just this, then definitely it was a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Um, As I said, who knows? I mean, they already had a companion app from the get-go, so maybe unlocking new features is something that took a little extra time, but not necessarily that many man hours. Got it. Good good, good qualification there and clarification, yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, honestly, I played Bungie... Not Bungie. um, Destiny came out in September, and I played probably up until about Christmas, around there, around at the end of the year. And it just, after that first expansion pack hit, I just really dropped off with that. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably go back, edit it at some point, but I'm not too keen on it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That that's It's, an, it's a cool idea, but it's not going to pull me back in. All right. All right. And, um, well, um, next we have on the list... Um, the Gold Mario Amiibo. Okay, um, tell me about this one because... So, yeah, I was actually... I was in the middle of a tutoring session and I just, like, happened to, to brought, you know, pick this up and uh-huh. uh, and, and see it. And so the Gold Mario Amiibo ha- was on sale. You know, what? Uh, it's uh, already sold out. Oh, don't going, tell me that, man. Don't tell me that. Yeah, yeah. I know I know you, you would want to, you know, you're big on this stuff and you wanted to, like, jump on it. Well, and, yeah, I, I've got, like, four of them and I, I, I got the Wii Fit Trainer just because I saw the price was kind of going up on it. Yep. Um, but, I mean, I get a Gold Mario any day. Like, I'd always go for that. Yeah, and so, I mean, they're, it says they're already sold out. Um, it hasn't been released yet. It's just that... Uh, pre-orders that went online uh, via Walmart today sold out in 15 minutes. You know that's it, it was Holy it was crap. gone. It was it was a a gold rush. <laughs> all the coins, oh. all the Mario's. Pardon me. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. So I, it was. This is your 2015 Nintendo gold rush. The now they're going for like a hundred dollars. Uh, a couple what? at eighty eighty dollars. Yeah, man. I was going crazy when I saw this. I was like, Are you sick? like a hundred bucks, man? You know, you know what's really crazy uh-huh. is that at least I mean I don't know if we've discussed this before, but 
Amiibo really don't add much of anything to the game. Yeah, I so mean, it's this is purely you know, collectibles. Yeah, it's a collectible. You know, I myself owning a Wii, I don't particularly care a Wii U. I don't particularly care for the Amiibo from a gameplay perspective. Um, yeah, a lot here. of what it yeah a lot of what it adds is really cosmetic. Even when it comes to Smash, which has I think the most um, you know really uh, justifiable gameplay uh, features. Of right, for everything else, I think it just unlocks items or Yeah, whatever. it's pretty minor stuff for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. I think people largely see them as collectibles and, um, you know, it's just like a figurine, you know. And on that level, you know, it kind of, uh, it, it definitely works. It's making uh, serious money for Nintendo, so, hey, why not hey, make they need more it of too. them? They need it. Yeah, you know, it's like, why not make more of them? So, you know, they, they're uh, trying to make money in as many ways as possible, and this is being successful, so go for it. You know, it's inter- like so. How, how this gold, um, gold Mario? Do you only get it when you? Is there like? Is it? Does it come bundled with the Mario Party game? That's one thing I heard. Or is it being sold separately? It's being sold separately uh, for the time being, uh, and it was uh, a Walmart exclusive. Um, it will be in store. Uh, however, at, at some you know some point in the fu- you know some point in uh, March. Oh, I just um, looked up here, March twentieth. March 20th on, in stores? Okay, yes. So and you and so, I are going to Walmart on March... Well, you know, you and I are going to go to separate Walmarts on March 20th. Correct, yes. And if they have them, we're going to buy two. Good call, good call. Oh, I'm looking here. Um, 3,000 Walmart stores on March 20th. Mm-hmm. Which, I want to say, I don't know how many stores Walmart has, but it's got to be more than that. Total? Like nationwide? Uh, let me see. Uh... Uh, I just I typed in Google. There are 4,177 yep. Walmart stores in the U.S. Yeah. And so only 3,000 of those are going to get them. Oh, okay. So not even all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would make sense. You definitely have some that are kind of like, you know, in the middle of nowhere, basically. Or it's just right. like not enough demand to really justify having it there. Um, so, yeah, um, definitely there will be a, a couple at the ones uh, here. Um, so we'll check it out. Um, let's see. Other than... Yeah, so um basically I just wanted to mention that and um yeah, the uh the scalping um fiasco when it comes to amiibos is, is real. I mean, you, you see that with a lot of them. And uh you know, I personally I just want to mention something really quick about quote unquote scalping. I think yeah, sure. I don't I don't think I think it gets a let me say. I think people give give it a bad rap. It's like, "Hey, if somebody wants to buy it and sell it for a profit, they have that right, you know, like people get so mad at, at them, but it's like if they showed up, you know, for example, you know, two o'clock in the morning and waited and they wanted to make money off of it, why not? You know, I, really well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the law of supply and demand. Um, if, I mean, I would almost say that if gamers are upset about it, they ought to be upset at Nintendo for not making more of them. Exactly. And so they cannot, exactly, they can't blame uh, scalpers. And even that, that whole word has a negative connotation. It's like they're buying and selling a product for a profit, you know, right. that's business, <laughs> you well, know, they're going, um, you know, over and above whatever it takes to normally, or would, would normally take to acquire something similar to this, right? because, um, Nintendo doesn't make enough of them. So, exactly. You know, and so they should be, uh, incentivized or, uh, gain yes. some type of profit from it. Exactly. And so they're basically the, in the, uh, low supply Mm-hmm. obviously is increasing is uh, making the demand higher basic law of economics we all know it and so that makes it more 
this that makes the product more susceptible to scalping because the profit margin is huge. Look at this, $12 to $100. That's tremendous. Well, I mean, yeah, if you look at the profit margin for the so-called scalpers, but also look at the profit margins for Nintendo, you know, this thing probably doesn't cost a buck 50 to make over in China. Nope. If Nintendo would I mean, crap, they could charge 30 or 40 bucks for something like this and people would pay it all day long mm-hmm. and make, you know, a ton more of them and shoot. I think, I think probably the, they, they, they definitely could and people would still buy them, but I think to keep it like, I think they could probably increase the price to like 1995 or something mm-hmm. and it would still be seen as like reasonable and be, you know, right. accessible to most people without. At the end of the day, this is supposed yeah. to be a toy, not necessarily a collectible. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, I think um no, but I mean it's it's been successful for them, so um you know, all all power to them. Right. So, uh, I mean, that's that's definitely uh, Nintendo's hurting for cash, so anything that can help their bottom line is definitely a good thing for them. Yeah. And um next on the list, we have okay, so GTA Online uh the heist mode for GTA 5 um has been delayed to March 10th. And the PC versions release, which is going to be, of course, alongside Heist, uh, you know, Heist will be included, is supposed to launch on April 14th now. Okay. Now, hold up. I haven't played GTA in a while, but that game has been out for a long time, correct? Uh, It it was released on consoles late, yeah, late 2013. Um, And they've they've mentioned, Heist mode was mentioned prior to uh, the console release. Right. I so they've been that. people have been waiting for it for a while. Um the PC version of course has been a huge wait. I'm I'm actually pretty excited to get it. I haven't played a GTA game in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm pretty excited. I mean with the online modes and um the well, modding I actually, and everything. I had um well I had GTA 5 and I have it on PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it when it came out, but partially because I was looking forward to playing the online uh, online mode, and that's actually where this heist mode is applicable to, because there's already heist mode in the single player campaign. Mm-hmm. But this is, I think, referring to heist mode online. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, the thing is, um, the game, you know, even without the heist mode, the game launched with so many uh, problems. Right. Like my brother has it. On, my brother had it on 360, and mm-hmm. there were a host of online issues. Everybody who's played it knows what I'm talking about. Um. So. I don't really, you know, people are like complaining about the delay, but I'm like, hey, um, if it, you know, if the delay means a complete product, fine, good, <laughs> you know, that's that's what we want. I mean, the delay is an inconvenience, but it will be a greater inconvenience if the game releases and it doesn't work. I agree, I agree. But you on know, the same note, I kind of have to say that, I mean, if they're if they're pitching this as a selling point from day one, and now we're at day four hundred and fifty two, and it's still not out, yes. it's kind of like, come on, guys, what? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I personally, you know, I don't have too much of an issue uh, so much with the PC version being delayed, but I can definitely see why people are um, livid uh, when it comes to online heists being delayed even for consoles for over a year. Right. Like, and well I'll, over I'll, a year. I'll give them a break too because, I mean, this is not like it's, it's Tetris or anything. This is, I mean, it's a complicated This is a huge game. game and how right. many people are going to be playing this. So True. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I really don't have a problem too much. Uh, with the delay, as long as it releases in a good uh, state, you know, in a complete state. Right, and I'm, I had it on PS3, and I, I picked it up again on PS4 um, 
I think it was ever Black Friday or Christmas or something. I I got a good deal on it. Yeah. But this is definitely something that's going to pull me back into it and get me to replay the game and go back online. Is uh, having this mode available, dude? Are you willing to get it on PC, dude? We can we can ride bikes and uh, you know shoot people up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, BMX I'll, style. I mean, I'll I'll go for it. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, yeah, the online online is uh, super fun in this game. It's just a huge sandbox. Like it's it's just a lot of fun. And that's always the thing. Going back to GTA Three and GTA Vice City, which is one of my favorite. Going back, mm-hmm. like always thinking, man, this game would be so great if if it had online multiplayer. Yes. I remember even on Vice City, yes. I had a couple other friends that have the game, and we would actually. This is really dumb. This is how we had online multiplayer before online multiplayer was kind of a real thing for people, uh, or for console gaming. I would sit there it. with my friends and we'd talk on the phone and we would kind of describe like, and we'd start like the same mission at the same time. And we sit there like, oh no, there's something, this is happening to me. And like, oh, well, this is what I'm doing. Uh, we're like, oh, it's all crazy. That's but, legit um, though. That's cool. It was, it was looking back on it, I was like, man, that was so archaic. But uh-huh. you had really no other options back then. I mean, the original yeah. Xbox had... Xbox Live was in, in its infancy. Yeah. But uh, PlayStation 2 didn't have... My, I'm trying to remember if the PS2 had a... It had an Ethernet port in it, correct? It did. It, there were a couple games. Um, like Twisted Metal Black was online. SOCOM was a very popular online title for PS2. Um, so yeah, it definitely had... Um, it wasn't as robust as Xbox Live. Right. Um, and they definitely... You know, Sony amped it up with the PS3 and PS4, of course. Um, but um, yeah, they had, they had online. Okay. Okay, but I remember that kind of being like, I mean, even back then, my parents had AOL, so that was that was as close to online as I got for a while. Yeah, I hear you. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, when it comes to, um, yeah, so like actually, I was looking through a couple of my old Xbox games, and uh, I saw uh, the G- GTA Three and GTA Vice City uh, port that was released like as a double pack mm-hmm. for um, for Xbox. Oh yeah, and I have then, that. Yeah, dude, I, I want to go back and uh, play Vice City just for kicks. I still have that, and I remember, if I remember correctly, dude, let's do a it. retro. Let's do a retro. Let's play a Vice City. Let's do it, and yes. I, I might have it. I, I think I've got it on PC as well. So awesome. And you know what? If I've got it on PC, I'm sure there's some type of multiplayer mod for it. Definitely. Um, but yeah, oh, man. I, I would get it. I, I'd get it, and we could, we could run that until uh, this thing comes out on PC. Yeah, we can we can definitely hit that up. That's cool stuff. Speaking of which, since we were talking about Let's Plays, um, our Twitch channel is up thanks to Mike, good old Red Ranger leading us forward. Uh, thank you, thank Red you. Power Gamer, yeah. And um, so he set that up, set up the Elgato. Um, I'm waiting for mine in the mail now. And so, you know, we'll have a stream schedule set up for you guys. We're going to be streaming a lot of Phantom Dust, so get excited about that. And, and speaking uh, of Phantom Dust and streams, um, the guys over at Podcast Unlocked, if you're if if you're if you're listening, guys, which I'm sure you're not, um, they got our care package. They got the two games we sent them, but they didn't name drop us. All right, we need the. Na- hook, so hook, if you're listening, guys, yeah, hook just up, guys. just just little real quick, go go powergamers.com. That's all we need. Yep. But yeah, they said you, you, got, you guys will love it, the though. game. They yeah, said they're going to play it. Yeah, you guys will really enjoy the game. I think um, this is absolutely one of our favorite titles uh, of all time definitely i I saw you know the the way i saw it described when i was looking at some of the i was looking actually at a like a a montage that the phantom dusted uh youtube channel posted Mm -hmm. and uh, somebody commented on there and it was like phantom dust like the tagline he had for it was like the the best game that you've never played and i was like that's so accurate and i'm like that that is 
that's definitely the story behind this game as a cult classic. And speaking of Phantom Dusted, they actually had some of the, and this is something you showed me here a week or two ago, um, some of the mm-hmm. screenshots from one of the original uh, maps, Palace. Yes. Um, and I guess these are, are screen caps from whatever Dark Side Studios was working on, but how it did must they get these? Been, uh... Like, I don't even know how they got these. Yeah, I was... Um, that, Unless that these kind are of, like user generated or something. Me. I wonder if they're like... Yeah, if, if it's it, even legit, because cause yeah. I didn't see it from a you know, really reputable source. I know I know that the Phantom Dusted website posted it and, and I love that website. Uh, shout out to you guys. Um but I, I don't know I don't know what the what the actual source was because I didn't see it posted by Microsoft. I didn't see it posted by Dark I'm, I'm looking with, at it now and uh-huh. um I don't see anything here that gives credit to the images. Yeah. Maybe these images that surface will brighten no, see that doesn't it doesn't say if these are legit or not, so yeah. I, I'm I'm. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, um, either way, I I still feel confident, and um, you know, even even after the initial news, like Phil Spencer has mentioned that he's a hundred percent behind the game, and I and as well as other Microsoft execs. So I think I feel way more at ease, especially because he felt the need to readdress the issue after the original uh, article and the news right. was posted. Um, about dark side so i feel comfortable and uh i feel more at ease for sure um, yeah and you know he's, uh, he's one of the things side. one of the things he said is that sometimes things just don't work out with a developer and you have to change developers yeah so. i mean this is this is an unfortunate thing that obviously microsoft didn't expect and you know they weighed their options and took the ne- the measures that they felt were were necessary to ensure a quality product at the end of the day that's what i i believe je- truly um, the circumstances obviously aren't clear. We probably won't know the circumstances in detail, right? Um, so we have to. I, I would take his word for it. I take Phil Spencer at his word when it comes to that, and they're behind the game. So um, I'm with you. I mean, they've obviously got a lot of money behind it, so they're not going to give yeah. it up on it that easily. No, for sure. So um, we're still definitely excited. So we always have to give our our, our tangent uh, when it comes to Phantom Dust. We're, we're going to be talking about it up until launch. So definitely, which is probably now we're going to be pushed back another year or two. Yeah, but you know, if the if the end product is great, no problem. Right, and if we get the uh, IGN guys to actually play it, um, obviously they have a much larger fan base than we do. They can get the word out there, which is always always going to make me yeah. happy. Yeah, we just want the game to grow and the, and the series to grow. Right, right, yeah. So uh, last year on um, Alpha Five's A list, um, there's apparently a, a new fighting game called Last Fight. Okay, tell me about this because mm-hmm. yeah, tell me more. So basically, this um, this game uh, is based on a French comic called Last Man. Okay. And so this game is uh, very similar in uh, style to um, you know they call it a fighting game, but I mean I like I'm a traditional fighting gamer, you know Street Fighter, King of Fighters, I'm all about that. But uh, this right. is very much uh, like Power Stone style. You know, and so more any, like an arcade type deal. Yeah, like I would even, call it. I would call it like an arcade brawler. You know? Okay, that's what I would. I would classify it as. Um, so it's definitely um, very akin to Power Stone. You know how you used to be able to pick up random items and like power ups uh, right, throughout right. throughout the level. Like um, you you could pick up like three gems. Like there's a red, yellow and a blue gem that you could pick up. And if you had all three in Power Stone, then you would like level up and have like a certain time limit and basically be super powerful for a certain period of time. 
Yeah, you go Super Saiyan. Basically. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, this game is coming out on uh, PC and okay. uh, consoles as well later. Um, so I'm pretty I'm pretty interested in it. Uh, guys, definitely check out the uh, uh, trailer. Just the fact that it is. Um, you know, drawing influence from Power Stone because it even the trailer name drops Power Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. So um, I haven't played um, I haven't played an indie game in quite some time. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to this game. Yeah, and Power Stone was always a game I had it on the original Dream, or not the original, the only Dreamcast, mm-hmm. um, the last Sega console. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, I. Aside from Super Smash Brothers being one of the only fighting games I've ever really gotten into, this was one of the other fighting games that I really enjoyed because it was something that was kind of easy and you could pick up and not yeah. have to spend hours kind of mastering. Yeah, very, it. very accessible. I mean, when it comes to um, traditional fighters, I mean, you have to you have to know like frame data. You really need to know your strings, you know, block strings, com- you know, combos, you know, right. true, true combos and... Um, especially when it comes to frame data at an advanced level where it's like if you attack somebody then you're gonna then let's say you have a certain amount of uh, frames at which you're vulnerable before you can block again mm-hmm. and then there's b- based on the attack that you use the opponent knows that if they block they can punish you and have guaranteed damage with a certain number of moves that's know? just crazy it's like me. there's so just... much detail when it comes to um, traditional fighters um, whether 3D or 2D um, and so definitely these are way more accessible and um, definitely a lot of fun. Um, anybody who has played Power Stone knows that it was a blast. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's um, that's what we have to say about uh, this game. So Last Fight is what it's called. And Check do we out. have a, a release date on that yet or no? Uh, to For the time being, um, let's see. I don't believe so. And um, also release indie games half the time. You never know. Even if they have a date, they may not hit it. Yeah, so... Um, Check out the trailer for sure, and um, yeah, w- hopefully it'll come out um, soon, and uh, we're excited for it. <laughs> now we're going to move into Rita's rant, which first item on the list, um, it's not necessarily a rant, but it's going to open the door for us to rant about some things uh, involving it. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, uh, there was this uh, new Power Rangers kind of gritty reboot video that showed up online. And it wasn't necessarily a pitch for a trailer for a larger movie. It was a short fan film, basically. But it had some pretty big-name actors in it. It had um, Katie Sackhoff from uh, Battlestar Galactica. And then, yep. uh, what's his name, Vander, Vander Beek, something or other? Yes, yeah, I believe so. And um, it was, if you haven't watched this video, it's going to be kind of hard to watch it now because it was pulled from um, Vimeo and YouTube. But yeah. basically, it was... Um, Power Rangers meets Batman Begins, kind of. Yeah, like it was very much a, a gritty reboot. I, I think that was kind of the um, buzzword thrown around with this um, with this fan film, right? Um, you know, one thing I I love I greatly enjoyed it. I did too. Um, I mean, was, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, obviously very well done. Um, you know, props to Adi Shankar. Uh, forgive me if I uh, mispronounce your name. Uh, not that you're going to listen to this, but. Um, this, this director, um, put out, I think a great, you know, kind of reimagining, uh, of what was one of his favorite, uh, series uh, Mm -hmm. growing up. You know, he, he actually had an interview, uh, you know, kind of very eccentric, um, where he talks about, uh, very explicitly what his, uh, goal out of the movie was this. So this was, this interview was released, um, prior to the release of the, um, 
not even an interview. It's just kind of like him talking and mentioning some points. Um, you can you can still see that on his channel. Um, and that was released before the actual uh, movie, which is about 15 minutes long. And all he says is like, here, this is... He says very clearly, this is not a, uh, you know, something for a larger movie or like, you know, a potential pitch. This is just, this is what I'm interested in and here's my reimagining of Power Rangers. That's it. You know, here's a creative property. This is my interpretation or, you know, what have you. Right. Um, and that's all it was. Um well, actually, and then that's that's where the our, our rant part's about to come into. Yes, um, Saban, the the owners of the um, Power Rangers uh, intellectual property, yes. had the video pulled from Vimeo and YouTube over copyright infringement. Correct. Um, so what? How do you? What do you? I mean, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Um, I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, you know, I can I can understand why they did it. Um, be, and I I would say that. Uh, you know, to, to tie it into um, uh, Jason David Frank, the original Green Ranger, everybody knows and loves him. Mm-hmm. He himself has mentioned that he doesn't like the mature Power Rangers fan film. Right. And so, you know, because he his issue with it was that the Power Rangers is, you know, connected with adults and kids. And he says, you know, you have the, the current uh, series, which is Power Rangers Dino Charge, is still on Nickelodeon. And so... He didn't like the fact that this was basically getting a lot of traction. I mean, it was it was getting um, it, it had the last I checked, it was close to a million views. Last I checked before it was pulled. Right, and he, the, I guess the, the key point there is this is really still a kids um, kids TV show. Kids, and they're actually working on a new movie for 2016. Correct. And, I'm super um, excited for that. Oh, me too. But I mean, yeah. this series is not aimed at adults. So I can see Saban going like, hey, guys, this is not the image or message we want out there about our property, yeah. which, I mean, they're well within their rights. Oh, and- absolutely. And I, and I understand it totally from that perspective because they want right. to, especially with, with the fact that this, um, you know, they have announced a, another movie. Um, they don't want basically people getting the wrong idea about what the, uh, you know, what the 2016 uh, movie is going to be like or anything, mm-hmm. anything like that. They just want to you know, keep everybody kind of on the same page with respect to how Power Rangers is perceived. And so, you know, of course, they're within their right. Um, I think if this had come out after the Power Rangers movie, the new one had come out, they probably wouldn't have been, I mean, they probably wouldn't have been so upset about it. I think so. I think the timing had a lot to do with it. And so, you know, it's it's about image, you know, and so they they don't want, you know, it's so close. It's, you know, a, a year or, you know, a year and some months at least. Um, until uh, this uh, actual movie is released by uh, Lions Lionsgate, right uh, in 2016. So, but they actually in the in the uh, the reboot we were just talking about the um, the 15 minute one. Yeah, I mean, man, they they hit some adult themes. I mean, uh, big time. Like, I mean, what is it like? Zach was in coke. A, yeah, he was yeah, coke. Zach with the sleeping with some hookers, the threesome, <laughs> and all this stuff. Yo, Zach was uh, pretty intense uh, uh, in that uh, in that reboot. I mean, he was living it up, but then, I mean, there was, it was bloody and violent, and you think back to Power Rangers, and it was always kind of violent, but it was cartoony type violence. Of course. I mean, it definitely, you know, had elements where it was like fighting and intense, but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't gory. It wasn't bloody. It wasn't anything like that. Um, And so this just basically took the Power Rangers universe and threw it into the real world. Right. Which, you know, I think that's the best way to explain it. 
as an adult, I loved it, but I can I can see Saban going, oh, hold up, guys, we need to we need to get on this. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of scale it back. So, you know, the uh, the grown up Power Rangers fan in us loved the film, and I right. think it was fantastic from a cinematic point of view. The game, the the film was really on point, not just in terms of the uh, adult interpretation of Power Rangers, but in how it was executed, it was just really really strong. Um, but I can understand from Saban's point of view why they chose to do it, especially um, before this movie is released in 2016, as uh, Mike said, as the Red Power Gamer <laughs> said. So, and here's here's I guess the other thing is it sounds like the director, um, like he probably didn't go to Saban first and try and get their permission, which yeah. is normally what you would do in a situation like this if you're going exactly. to use someone else's property. Like, hey, do you mind yep. if we do this? Yeah, um, and so that that is. Um, unfortunate for him having made the movie and then it's like uh where could he he, he can't put it up anywhere because saban is going to be you know their their uh pr people are going to be looking like hawks for it right i mean they'll be getting cease and desist letters left and right so yeah so you know it's um it's unfortunate on that perspective where you know you have somebody who is clearly uh a fan of the series mm-hmm. and he puts his spin on it because you know one thing that that uh kind of bothered me was like on youtube people were like you've ruined my childhood you've this you've that and i'm oh, like yeah, no. and i'm like get over yourself are you serious are you seriously mad on that perspective now now we're not talking about saban we, we already mentioned saban but like some some people's response to the movie they were like you've ruined my childhood and i'm like look if you don't like it you don't like it but think about it this guy is obviously a fan of of Power Rangers if he put this much time and effort to make a movie <laughs> you know around the series whether you agree with his interpretation or not is completely different I, I agree with you there and you have to even think back if they're going to use that argument then you'd have to go further back and look at the Batman series yep. look at the early Batman series or movies of the uh, early 90s some of those were just terrible so how I, how yeah. someone could watch that and like oh man that was a great movie to look back like no it was, it was pretty bad so if that didn't it's, ruin Batman for you then this won't ruin Power Rangers for yeah. you yeah on that note I will say I actually generally enjoyed the Batman movies of the nineties I'm not talking about like Batman and Robin yeah that's the one I was thinking and, about yeah those are that's uh, was that the one with George Clooney George Clooney and the Bat Nipples God forbid yeah. <laughs> that. Mo- that movie was so terrible. I mean, what Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze, right. Mister Freeze, come on, just every bad pun yeah. in the book. Yeah, I I definitely liked um, Batman with uh, Michael Keaton. Yep, that was good. Those those were great. Michael Keaton and uh, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. I really liked that, especially because it was uh, directed by Tim Burton, and you could definitely see his uh, you know his influence in the movie. And it was very like it was like taking a comic book and putting it in uh you know in in film i have a love-hate relationship with tim burton but yeah i can i can see yeah those some of them were good there i liked them yeah but they were definitely very 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 different from the batman begins uh, yes kind of reboot oh absolutely i mean that trilogy is a whole nother ball game mm-hmm. so you know it's just it's just different so you know i really don't understand how you know the kind of rent you know kind of random hate for the movie it's like hey if you disagree with it okay no problem, but it's Don't like why it. are you why are you bashing the guy for putting out a movie about something he likes? Right, and it's not like this is really going to become anything. I mean, he stated that hey, this is just something I wanted to do. I'm not making any money off of it. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's getting the the notoriety out of it, but he's not creating a full feature length film, and he's not uh, creating a series. He's not doing anything else with the um, the content. So he says. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Let's see. So enough about that. Um, guys, let us know, though, um, what you think about that and um, some of the other stories. Um, hit us up at rangers at gogopowergamers.com. And you can also uh, find out more information about us and see more info on the website, gogopowergamers.com. Yeah, let us know if you guys have uh, questions. You know, we're still updating the website. Um, you know, there's uh, some changes that need to be made just to make it um, um, more visually appealing. And so we're working on that. The main thing we're worried about is having strong content, and we hope we're providing it for you guys um, with these podcasts, um, you know, regularly releasing every Friday afternoon. And, um, you know, just give us any suggestions you have regarding the website. I have my brother, uh, Ramsey from Columbia. I, I want to give him a shout out. He checked out the website and he's a web developer. He's going to help us out with a couple of the, you know, with the CSS coding and stuff. Awesome. Because um, I'm still a newbie when it comes to that. So I can change a couple of things so we're not stuck with the kind of basic layout so we can customize things a little bit more and just uh, make a make it better for you guys. Moving on, um, there's a, a really interesting Reddit thread um, that came, that, uh, let's see, I want to give uh, credit to Chao Pigu. Uh, Chao Pigu, and um, thank God his thank God his username wasn't something else because <laughs> we already know how bad some that, that could have been pretty bad some usernames. So Chao Pigu, C H O U P I G U, on the Xbox One uh, subreddit, he stated, uh, you know, his title thread was he put an SSD in his Xbox and uh, basically tested the boot times um, for the uh, for you know using the internal H. A hard drive and the external uh, SSD. Okay, so he did not replace the inter- Okay, so he just added an external yes. SSD. Okay, I've got exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. And so here's some uh, numbers, you know, from him uh, on this, and this is pretty interesting. Um, he's tried it with uh, Halo Master Chief Collection mm-hmm. and tested the time from the uh, launch game from home screen until the logo start. So with just the internal hard drive, it was seventeen point nine four seconds, and with you know along with the external S, uh, SSD, it was mm-hmm. ten ten point thirty two seconds. Wow! So he that's saved about forty two percent. That's pretty impressive. Yep, and uh, we'll mention one or two more. Uh, Sunset Overdrive from the load saved game mm-hmm. until it's playable. Um, internal hard drive uh, twenty seven seconds about, mm-hmm. and then external along with the external. Uh, SSD um, 9.34 seconds so he saved about 66% that is uh, insane I, I remember when the um, PlayStation 4 first launched mm-hmm. um, and actually as you probably know the PlayStation 4 is much easier to change the hard drive it has yes. a little panel on the top pops out and you can unscrew one screw and take out the old hard drive put a new one in and I saw some tests where they actually tried swapping out the internal hard drive with uh, SSD uh-huh. and their speed gains were nowhere near this level. So I wonder if A, he was just using a far superior uh, solid state drive, or B, um, for whatever reason, the Microsoft or the Xbox One operating system um, is better suited to take advantage of a solid state drive over uh, the, the PlayStation 4. Or it Possibly. could even be that this running um, an external running over USB 3.0, that might have something to do with it as well. Possibly, possibly. Um, his the uh, SSD that he is using um, is the Samsung 850 Pro. Okay. Yeah, just uh, to point that's that out. That's a good out. one. That's yes. a good one. Yeah, good quality. Um, and so, you know, he he tried this with a couple of games, and the results seem to be good. So, um, this is a possible option for um, people. I mean, over time, this would definitely 
you know this will save this will save significant time you know in the long run yeah that's um, uh, definitely cool i i don't know i think it's still probably a little early to jump on board that bandwagon and i'll hit on this in a second when we get to our next topic but um yes really those are impressive results yeah so this is this is pretty interesting to um kind of explore and um you know some some interesting possibilities with respect to with respect to that let's see so um definitely Mr. Red Ranger, would you like Mr. Red Power Gamer? Would you like to uh, tackle our next topic? Yeah, and actually, it, it relates to the one we were just talking about here. Um, the internal hard drives coming with these consoles right now—it's 500 gigabytes, mm-hmm. and that's just not that much. I mean, once you know the hard drive is formatted with the operating system, then you've got your NTFS or whatever format they're using these days. I mean, you've got maybe 400 and change to play with out of the yep. 500 that it's advertised at. And being kind of an IT guy, I'm used to not getting quite what, you know what's advertised, so that's not too bad. But then you start looking at these games, and some of them are 30, 40, 50 gigs. And the difference back on the older generations is that when you installed a game, it didn't necessarily install the entire game onto the hard drive, just a portion of it. Um, now, when you put that disc in, it's copying the entire game to the hard drive. So mm-hmm. if you're installing a game that's 50 gigabytes, and you've only got... 400 gigabytes? 400 I mean, plus, you're gonna, yeah, yeah. You're going to run out pretty quick. Yep, um, that's so a good th- point. This brings up the question, oh, actually, before we hit that, uh, so that's the other issue I can have with a solid-state drive, is right now the um, price-to-space ratio is just not that great. You're good paying point. so much money for a lot less space on a solid-state yeah, drive. Of course. I mean, you could get a four or five terabyte external hard drive for what yes. you'd pay for a uh, 256 gigs for a solid state drive. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's exactly the point. Like why you, I remember when you suggested for me to get the, uh, 240 gig solid state for your so PC. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, okay, this is enough. Even, you know, 120 is 128 is like mm-hmm. kind of cutting it a bit close. So it's like, you have like enough room and you can put like programs and other miscellaneous things on there. And then when it comes to like media, picks games movies whatever the uh, in, uh internal um you know like you know like a two terabyte three terabyte whatever right um internal and that's nice to have and that's the other kind of weird not weird thing but odd design choice the playstation 4 i love that it's easy to swap out your hard drive for um personally yeah it I put needs a, to be i put a two terabyte hard drive in my playstation 4 nice like and that. it's great i mean it didn't take any time at all yep. but the xbox one the hard drive is not user accessible yeah, that was the same with the 360. I mean, like, well, no, the 360, you could swap the hard drive. Oh, um, you know what? Wait, let me say. Um, but the thing is, it's like if you wanted the actual hard drive that was in it, I mean, you could like remove it and then get another proprietary hard drive. Right. But I'm talking about in terms of accessing the, you Physical know, the, drive. Exactly. Right. And, and there were ways. Like I, there were. I remember because one time I did this. I put in a 120 gig hard drive into my original X360 Elite which only had a 20 gig uh-huh. and you had to get a specific model yeah like a Seagate, Seagate drive a Seagate, exactly right. and then you yep. had to like load some custom firmware you had to like jump through some hoops and hurdles and then get exactly. it inside the case and it was, it was a complete nightmare exactly um, but exactly. I just don't understand why Microsoft doesn't make it easier because it's not like they're selling um, external hard drives or they're selling additional proprietary drives for the Xbox One you have to go buy an off the shelf Western Digital or Seagate or Toshiba or whatever, what have you. Yeah, it's not a cost to them. You so know I what? I, you know what I think it choice. is though. Mm-hmm. I think possibly mm-hmm. what the issue may be is that they feel like this is um, 
I don't know. Maybe it's maybe they think it's like missed income on their part. But I mean, if they if they feel that that's the case, then they should just be releasing, you know, like a two terabyte. You know, the, 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 like models have to just become. It has to be standard. I think. And here's where I think you've if, got something there. Yeah. I think what their plan is, and this is also you see this with them dropping the price of the Xbox One permanently to three hundred fifty dollars. Yes. They're going to start releasing a smaller, slimmer Xbox One that's going to have a you know a seven fifty gig hard drive or a terabyte or a yeah. two terabyte, and then they're going to charge you a hundred bucks more, which is not what the hard drive would cost. But exactly. Th- since you can't replace it yourself easily, I think there are ways you can hack it, but that's just such a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of pulling an apple and having you pay more to upgrade it, uh, up front exactly. being able to do it later yourself. Exactly. And that's that's what um, seems that it will be the case. Um, and so they haven't really taken the... Uh, I think in lieu of, you know, you know, basically until they do that, um, they have made all their models such that it's not uh, easily uh, user accessible. Right. And I saw, I was watching a video or something, maybe on Reddit, where a guy was trying to clone his hard drive and move it over. And it was just one of those things where like, oh my God, I don't, don't want to I I get in that again. Yeah, yeah. That's just like asking to lose your data. Right. That's, and yeah. I guess the other, I mean, I can talk about this all day, hard drives and whatnot, because that's, yeah. that's my stuff. Yeah. But um, as far as... Um, the hard drives they're using, as far as I know, the, the PlayStation 4 is using a 2.5-inch laptop-sized hard drive, and I believe the Xbox One is as well. Mm-hmm. Right now, those cap out at 2 terabytes. So, I don't know in long term, like, you know, three or four years, 2 terabytes isn't going to be that much when these consoles, when their library starts to expand. Yep. And you've got 20, 30, 40 games on your console, you have to start deleting them. So, I don't know if they're... Later consoles are going to shift to the larger, like desktop size hard drive. They can go up to eight terabytes is the biggest I believe you can get in that now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, really, adding an external hard drive is not the ideal solution because then you have extra wires and devices coming yeah. off of your console. I definitely don't like the thought of that being um, like that. Definitely shouldn't be standardized. Right, and that's uh, what I'm kind of. Wondering is if, you know, second iterations of the Xbox and PlayStation 4, maybe they'll shift to um, allowing you to have a larger physical size hard drive in there so you could get those larger storage capacities. But uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do next. Yeah. I mean, this is um, actually a pretty, uh, pretty big issue, uh, larger than it seems, because like you said, as games, basically games are being more and more digitized. Mm-hmm. So... Frank and and even when it comes to a lot of titles, you know, unless they're unless it's like a AAA title or like a re- reasonably big title, they may not release a physical copy or, or many. Or even in this case, um, the PS4 and Xbox One. Even if you have the physical disc, when you put that disc in, it installs the entire game. As yeah, a hard drive. that's right. Okay, so, in, so even if whether you, you do wow. it physical or digital, it's still taking up the same amount good, of space. On your exactly. Hard drive. Good point. Um, so this is definitely an issue because, I mean, what do they want? They want people to like handpick like oh i'm only gonna buy like eight games ten games they want people to buy as much as possible obviously well i think their solution is going to be well just delete your old games and install a new one well you know what if you have you know 30 40 games in your library that's going to start being becoming a hassle and if it's a digital game and you have to re-download it that's even more of a hassle Mm. i Um, I think i think the the it will get to a point as we start seeing um Basically, the libraries expand mm-hmm. for the Xbox One and PS4 and people, you know, when it starts becoming a much more uh, vocalized problem, 
for the mainstream. I mean, for more serious gamers, they have more games and they're vocal about it, mm-hmm. uh, about these these issues. But it's not as much of an issue for the mainstream. Maybe they have a couple titles per console, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as the problem starts to become more uh, evident among more players, um, basically Sony and Microsoft have to address it. Yeah, I, I think I, they have I to think address it. With their current designs, this is going back to with the current size hard drives they're using, they're going to cap out at two terabytes unless so unless they throw a whole bunch of money at Western Digital or Seagate to develop a higher capacity 2.5 inch drive. Something. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to move to larger hard drives or just force you to use externals. The only other option that they could, I guess, pull out of their ass um, is allow you, and you can do this with your PC, um, yep. like how we set you up with, you know, your, in, your solid state drive and then your internal hard drive, yeah. where you could move your games back and forth depending yeah. on whether you needed you want it on your SSD to be faster or you needed to store it, you could put it on your hard drive. Yep. Um, I could see Microsoft allowing you to transfer your games over to like a network-connected PC or something. Awesome. That way you could like archive it on your computer and if you needed to move it back over, it wouldn't take as long as re-downloading it if it's a digital game and um, you wouldn't eat up your bandwidth. Um, Good point. That being said, an external hard drive would still be faster than sending it over a network, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. There's there's a lot there's a lot I think I think we definitely and and you definitely you know touched on some really critical points when it comes to this uh, kind of larger debate when it comes to like hard drives like where's where's the room right so I yeah I don't know it's 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 tricky I don't know where they're gonna, what their yeah. possible solutions they have a few options but none of them are necessarily perfect I I kind of wonder what the necessity is to have the entire game installed on the hard drive in the first place I I assume it's because with how much they patch and fix games after they're released, they if the entire game's on the hard drive, they can go back and fix anything they need. If part of the game is locked on the disc, they can't go back and edit the disc. So I assume that's the main reason, but um, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation. Definitely, definitely. We shall soon see Well, that um that wraps up uh, Rita's rant. Um, now are we gonna talk? About Goldar's Goldmine for the week. Oh, yes. So um, I'll kick us off here. Um, so now the Donkey Kong Country uh, trilogy and uh, the Donkey Kong Land trilogy are available, uh, respectively, on the Wii U. So the Donkey Kong Country trilogy is available on Wii U, and the Donkey okay. Kong Land trilogy is available on 3DS. So the Donkey Kong Country series, one of my absolute favorite platformers of all time, uh, I would actually say Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, is mm. in my top 10 favorite games of all time. Period. Wow, okay. It, it's such a good game. I mean, the soundtrack is perfect, I would say. Um, and it was just such a great experience all around. Um, fantastic game. So these are available. Um, for any user that buys any... Uh, let's say on, you're on the Wii U. If you buy mm-hmm. any any of the titles, you will also get 30% off uh, DK, uh, Tropical Freeze, Donkey Kong Country ah. Tropical Freeze. Um, so that's that's a little bit tempting because I love Donkey Kong Country too so much. I don't mind paying for it again. You know. See, here, here's the secret, man. I've got Tropical Freeze. I'll let you, I'll loan it to you. Oh, we're we're straight, we're straight. <laughs> yeah. But then, so what? What are the? Do they have the prices listed for? Uh, let's see. Um, Goodness. Because I wouldn't mind picking that up, but I don't want to pay forty or fifty bucks for it. Yeah, let's see. I did not see the prices, my goodness. 
Yeah, I just looked at the article here too, and they don't even list it. Which, mm. yeah, I don't know. Um, it's unfortunate actually that we don't have the prices. I mean, I don't want to just like load up my Wii U right now and and check. But um, in any case, uh, they are available, and for the uh, Donkey Kong Land trilogies, mm-hmm. um, those games originally released for the Game Boy Color. Okay, uh, for the Game Boy. Um, and they're accessible on the Nintendo 3DS Virtual Console. So on that, if you purchase any one of those three games, mm-hmm. you'll be able to don- uh, download uh, Donkey Kong uh, Country Returns 3D. Uh-huh. 3DS title, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And for uh, 30% off. Yeah. Okay, 30% discount. Okay, yeah. that that's tempting. I might have to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty decent. I mean, those are, those are really good games. Um, I have Donkey Kong Country Returns for uh, Wii. Super good. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like the Donkey Kong Country games. I actually haven't played the Donkey Kong Land games. Mm-hmm. Um, they are different from the Donkey Kong Country games, um, but very similar. Like, the first one is Donkey and Diddy Kong, and the second one is Diddy and Dixie Kong, and then the third one is, for Donkey Kong Country 3, it's Dixie and Kitty Kong. Yeah. Okay, okay, I've got you. Yeah. No, they're, they're good games, um, so we just wanted to mention that um, promotion. Unfortunately, we don't have the prices here. That's... Um, our bad, actually, but it's not, it's not even mentioned in the article. But anyway, we can we'll find out. We'll we'll post it on the website. Yeah, definitely. Um, and would you like to f- round us out, Mike, with the last deal? Yeah, sure thing. Um, looking set. actually, I'm looking at them now. There's some good stuff in here. Um, IGN, they're they're pretty good about posting uh, or accumulating all the different deals from around the net, and um, they've got a bunch of stuff up on there. Uh, you can actually pick up a PlayStation Four right now. With a free game download and um, six months of PlayStation Plus for three hundred and sixty bucks, which just blows blows me away because I these consoles have been out a year or two, and you're already seeing some pretty steep um, discounts and bundled items included. But as far as the games you can choose, you can either get Destiny, Far Cry Four, NBA Two K Fifteen, Little Big Planet Three, which are all I mean AAA games. Like some of these games are I mean still going for fifty sixty bucks. Um, Wii U 260 comes with Super Mario 3D World and Nintendo Land, which, I mean, for a bundle, that's pretty pretty good, but that... No, they're good games. Wii U is still a little pricey. I mean, I've got one, but I was kind of hoping to see this console be a little lower at this point in its uh, lifetime. What else do we have? Uh, buy one, get one Ubisoft game at Target. That's pretty nice. Far, oh, Far Cry 4 is 60 from Target and 38 on Amazon, so... Basically, depending on what other game that you want, it may be better. Like, if you want Far Cry 4, it may be better to just get it for 38 on Amazon and mm-hmm. then and then get something else. Um, Wolfenstein New Order, PlayStation 4, going for 20 on Xbox 360 and PS3 or 30 on, uh, on PS4 One. and Xbox One. Okay. Which is a good deal. Yeah, this is... Um, I'm pretty excited. I, I was disappointed at first because the game didn't have multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a you know very intentional choice on the part of the developers because they didn't want to basically deal with competing with your Call of Duties and your Battlefields and just focus on a really solid single-player experience. And it right. delivers It delivers on that front. And, man, the Wolfenstein series is so good. Um, I'm, I'm going to get this game at some point. I'll probably wait till it's uh, cheaper on PC. I want to say I might, ha- I might have picked it up on Black Friday, but I don't even remember. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll probably wait for the Steam Summer Sale because I don't want, I'm not planning to play it anytime soon, so I'll, I'll wait for a little cheaper deal and, and definitely go through it. I uh, 
Remember when we used to play um, Return to Castle Wolfenstein on Xbox? Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. that Such was, a good game. That was it's a lot of fun. so good. That was definitely a top title. I probably that and Halo Two were the games that took up most of my time. That those those two and Rainbow Six Three. Oh, hey, hey man, don't forget about Phantom Dust in there. Of course, of course. <laughs> Goodness, what was I thinking? Okay, let's see. Looking down the list, I'm gonna skip on down to the PC section because that caught my let's eye let's here. Crisis Trilogy, 20 bucks. That's awesome. This is tremendous. Titanfall, I, $6. That just pisses me off because I paid full price for that not that long ago. Man, yeah. It, it dropped pretty quickly. It did. It, it did. $6, I mean, $6 is pocket change. It was, <laughs> it was flashy, but there wasn't there wasn't much meat on them bones. Them bones. Um, Command and Conquer, the Ultimate Collection, 5 bucks. Fuck, 17 dude. Command Conquer for $5. Dude, oh my God, I want to buy this. <laughs> I'm sure there are still servers. I mean, oh yeah, no, they. I mean, I would buy that if I didn't already have it. Um, and I was never a huge Command and Conquer fan. I was more of a StarCraft guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, I would say too. I, I originally, I originally did play way more StarCraft than uh, Command and Conquer, but they're still really great games. For five dollars, you get all. I got. I got to get this. I'm, uh, I'm down for that. Mass Effect trilogy, fifteen bucks, another great deal. I will. I will point out when it comes to the Mass Effect trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. Um, n- it doesn't include all of the DLC. As far oh, okay. as I as far as I recall, the Mass Effect one and two, all of the DLC is included, but it's like one DLC pack for Mass uh, Mass Effect three is included, but the rest are not, and that is unfortunate because uh, the game you know has been out for two years. Mass Effect you know more more, it's been out for uh, three years now. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect three, um, and they still haven't released like a f- complete complete uh, bundle. So I will say this. Maybe for those who haven't played the games, um, wait off a bit. Wait off for a bit um, because there's speculation, there's rumors of a remastered trilogy. Uh. So definitely, um, I would say hold off and wait for the remastered trilogy. Even if you know they, even if they release the remastered trilogy at fifty or sixty, it's worth it to wait if you're going to get everything. Because if you pay for this at fifteen and you want the rest of the DLC, you're going to end up paying more than sixty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I would want to point that out. I got you. Okay, and then next one is SimCity Complete Edition, sixteen dollars. That's a great deal. Um, SimCity is one of those games that I, when a new one comes out, I'll play it for like forty-eight hours straight and just love it, and then never touch it again. But yeah. for sixteen dollars, you can't beat that. Nice. And um, that kind of rounds out the gaming deals there. And uh, looking at the clock, I guess we're about done for the week. Um, anything else you want to touch on, real quick, Rami? Um. No, I think that about covers it. It's um, you know, decent decent amount of uh, news there, and um, some definitely the interesting points regarding the uh, Power Rangers uh, reboot. Oh, definitely. Um, last week was like so much news; it, it just overwhelmed us. It was really, really huge news that came out, and um, you know, it really became a, like a larger discussion regarding the uh, future of the industry. So, um, mm-hmm. let us let us know what you guys think. Um, comments, especially when it comes to the uh, website. We just want to make our content as as good as possible and consistent as possible. You know, it releases. We release our podcast every week on Friday afternoon, so definitely look for it and um, expect it. Okay, and remember, uh, gamers, check out the website gogopowergamers.com. You can get our podcast on iTunes and pretty much every other podcasting service for Android or any other websites. We're on last.fm now. Um, I just got an email confirmation on that. Awesome. Um, so we're pretty much everywhere and podcast a lot, guys. If you, uh, if you're listening to this podcast or this episode, play Phantom Dust, let us know what you think and then play us on Phantom Dust. We're excited. Definitely. Have a good weekend, guys. All right. Take it easy.